Hey, Mama friend, let's get comfortable and cozy up for another episode of Generation on a Mission. Welcome back. I'm so glad you're here. Today's episode is just a reminder of how important it is to be mindful of how you talk to your kids. So have you ever wondered about like the weight of your words when it comes to how you talk to your kids when they aren't doing what you're asking them to do or maybe they're not acting the way you taught them how to act? Do you ever tell them that they are something or are not something or that they always or never do anything? (laughs) Have you ever thought about how that's received when you say something like that? We have to continually remember that our tiny humans have big emotions and our words can carry a lot of weight when it comes to how we talk to them during these unpleasant moments our little ones create for us sometimes let's be honest they do it's hard and today we're diving into rephrasing how we communicate with our kids so that they don't come to the conclusion that they're always messing up or start to think well what's the point I'll never be as good as my brother at anything anyways why should I keep trying so maybe you're trapped in the realm of comparisonitis or maybe you have polarizing thoughts yourself or perhaps you've caught yourself saying a globally generalizing statement to your your kids or maybe you just want to gain a new perspective on how to talk to your kids and communicate with them a little bit better and if that's you then strap on because we're gonna have a great show today and I can't wait to dive in with you here we go hey there mama if you want to raise empowered kids who actually listen while parenting biblically you're in the right place Not only does this podcast help you strengthen their spiritual gifts and walk in purpose at a young age, but it also teaches you how to parent with intention. Welcome to the Generation on a Mission podcast, where we focus on fostering our children's leadership skills so they can become world changers. Hi, I'm Michelle Schaff, former classroom educator turned parent educator, blogger, and podcaster, all while changing dirty diapers, drinking lukewarm coffee, and leaning on Jesus. Grab your headphones, whip out the tata, and start feeding your baby. We've got some learning to do. All right, raise your hand if you're guilty of saying anything along these general lines right here. All right, ready? You never listen. Why do you never follow directions? Stop quitting. You always quit and just give up too easily. You need to learn how to never give up. Why can't you just be a good kid like Joe? Why can't you listen better like Sarah? You're too clingy. You always need my attention. You never clean up after I ask you to. You're a bad kid because you never listen. Why can't you just be good? Or you're too loud. Why are you always so unhappy and unappreciative? Okay, first of all, I'm going to come right out and say it. We need to stop globally generalizing our kids' behaviors. And we definitely need to stop comparing them to other kids. If you think about it this way, if we hear these things from a young age, how does that transpire to our thoughts? process as growing adolescents and even adults and this again is coming from a person who has limiting beliefs about herself and comparisonitis something fierce I'm telling you what I have polarizing and global thoughts and I let guilt and negative self-talk take over and I compare myself to others constantly focusing on the fact that I am not as good as everyone else is so I must be terrible at everything that's me (laughs) and if I tell myself that I fail once I'm a failure because I always fail or I never complete anything correctly. I never complete tasks at all, right? It's it's just black and white with me. I either succeed or I fail and everything is always my fault all the time and I don't know how to fix it. So I must be letting everyone down. 
And these are all the fun things that I'm working through in counseling, which is great. But you might be thinking, yeah, I can totally relate to that, Michelle. That's me too. But I do have to ask, don't we want to do better for our kids? I personally would love to give anything to make sure my kids never have these thoughts or never have to be on anxiety medication or antidepressants because they feel like they can't find happiness because of something that I've done. Now, sometimes it's out of my control. It's out of their control. But if it's something that I can change or try to make sure that doesn't happen again, then I want to do my part as their parent. But here's what I'm learning in counseling as well. And it's actually opening my eyes to how I can be a better parent for my kids. And it's reminding me that the words I'm feeding to my kids are so important. But here's a question I have too. Why on earth are there so many TV shows out there that are constantly teaching our kids how to solve problems and positively self-talk to themselves or teach them coping skills? Is it because we are missing something as their parents? I mean, are we having the conversations we need to be having with our kids to make sure that they are set up for success? Are we modeling positive self-talk in the way that we should? Are we teaching them how to positively talk to themselves? Or are we depending on external resources like TV shows to do the job? Believe it or not, we, yes, I'm going to say that again, we are the biggest influence in our kids' lives. Hear that again, we are the biggest influence. And it's important that we take advantage of that. And you might say, Ah, well, yes, Michelle, TV shows teach them all the things. Why do I have to? It babysits them, it keeps them occupied, and they're learning at the same time. Because you're their parent, that's why. They turn to you and look to you for advice on knowing how to do life. Yes, you are real life. The shows are something from which they can learn, yes, as are books. But you are the biggest influence in your kids' lives. And as much as Daniel Tiger is super effective in teaching kids how to manage their feelings, his reality is different from our kids because he learns things after the first time around and he takes constructive criticism very well. He doesn't even get sick of singing ever and his parents are just perfect. I mean, I am perfect, right? So I at least can apply to that, right? No, no. And that, my friends, is not real life. So yes, our kids can benefit from shows, but we shouldn't be dependent on them to teach them the skills that they need to think positively about themselves or handle situations in better ways. We have got to teach our kids how to positively talk to themselves so that they don't end up thinking that just because they failed once, that means they will fail every time or that they just can't do it. Or even just because they are going through a rough time with something, then that automatically makes them a bad kid. We have to help them to not get to that level when things go wrong. We need to figure out how to reframe our words so that our kids don't start to believe these things about themselves because as soon as they believe these things about themselves like they can't do it, that's how they start acting. If you tell them they never clean up after themselves, well why would they clean up after themselves? You've already labeled them as a person who never does that one thing you ask them to do. Is you telling them that they never clean up their toys actually going to motivate them to clean up their toys? I mean, I haven't personally witnessed that motivational speech to start a fire underneath any kid's hiney cakes when it's been mentioned, but maybe your kid is different. Who knows? That's between you and them. Here's another question though. How many times a day do you recognize when your kids do something you ask them to and then acknowledge that? For instance, do they make their bed on their own, but maybe they don't clean up their plate? Do they remember to feed the dog every day, but they have a hard time cleaning up their room? 
are we noticing the positive as much as we are noticing the negative? It is so easy for us to focus on what our kids are not doing because it drives us crazy that we forget to focus on what they are doing correctly and respectfully. And I think it's honestly because the negative moments tend to outshine the positive ones sometimes, but these situations are still something we need to see differently for our kids. So I might tell my little one, gosh, you always need my attention and my little one needs a lot of attention. But what I'm forgetting is that when someone else needs a little extra love and attention, He's right there giving them love and support. So maybe giving my kid attention isn't a bad thing. Maybe it's something I need to learn to embrace or see differently. Instead of thinking that my kid never listens, maybe I need to take a step back and notice how he's so quick to be kind and listen when I ask him to do me favors around the house. He doesn't mind doing those. He loves doing those. And that is still listening. So it's not like he never listens. He does listen. He's just choosing to not listen in that moment when he doesn't do something that he doesn't want to do. And we need to not forget that when our kids are frustrating us as parents. So instead of saying, you never listen, we can change it to, you're just choosing not to listen right now. You're choosing not to use your listening ears or something of that nature. We have to remember that it's just a moment and sometimes it's a repeated moment, which makes it more challenging, but I have to continue to put it into perspective. Does my kid not listen or does he just not put his toys away when I ask him to because that's something he doesn't particularly enjoy? And if he doesn't enjoy it, how can I make the task more appealing or enjoyable for him? Or better yet, how can I teach him how to make the task more enjoyable for himself? Here's something that sparked this podcast episode that I witnessed the other day. I heard a parent tell their three-year-old that my one-year-old listened better than his three-year-old did. And he told that to his three-year-old. He then proceeded to tell his three-year-old that he never listened and that he wasn't a good kid. And here's the thing. I'm not saying that to be judgmental because we are all just trying to do the best we can. But what I am saying is that it did not sound good to my ears. And I immediately thought, do I ever say that to my kids? Because that just sounded so extreme and kind of degrading. And I have to admit, I don't necessarily say that they never listen or that they aren't good, but I do catch myself overgeneralizing their behavior sometimes, and those are mainly during times of heightened frustration, but it's not an excuse. But I'm guilty of that too, and sometimes I will admit the words, you don't ever clean up, come out of my mouth. And I need to stop myself and say, I can't say that anymore because that's just not true. I just see that with blinders on. I have my blinders on in this very moment, and that's why I'm not seeing or thinking that you ever clean up. I'm seeing that you never clean up because you just don't clean up in the moments when I ask you to. And I need to stop saying that around my kids. So just because my kid feels like giving up, for instance, it doesn't mean he is a quitter. It doesn't mean he doesn't like to try hard. It just means he hasn't learned how to stay determined and solve problems yet. And I need to teach him that. I need to help him figure that out, right? That's my job as his parents. But when I tell him that he just gives up so easily, do you think that's helping him become more determined? You know, by giving him the kick in the pants he needs to get better at what he's doing? Or do you think that's just putting him down? He might be thinking, man, every time something is hard, my mom just tells me what I'm doing wrong. So I must not be able to do anything right and I don't want him thinking that and that's how we need to change our perspective when we're talking to our kids. 
just because my son is constantly dawdling doesn't mean he's a bad kid or that he doesn't listen. It means he's just choosing not to listen at the moment because something else is distracting him or he doesn't want to do it. But I can't tell my kid that he never listens. When I tell him he never listens, what do you think he starts to believe? We have to learn to see our kids in a different light and focus on the fact that those moments are just moments instead of focusing on all the ways they are just inconvenient or bad we have to stop telling them that they never do this or always do that and it's also about seeing their quote-unquote flaws as gifts as well we need to teach them how to use those gifts for good teach them how to take the feelings that they have and turn them into ways to make the world a better place or Figure out how to speak their language so that they can be successful in accomplishing what you want them to do when you know they have a hard time listening. You have to learn how to redirect their thoughts and actions to help them learn how to be successful in those moments. And you have to constantly ask yourself in each situation, what do I want my kids to grow up believing? Do I want them to grow up thinking that they are a quitter and they just give up? Do I want them to grow up thinking that they aren't as good as their brother? Do I want them to grow up thinking that they're a bad kid because they don't ever do what I ask them to do? No, I want them to grow up believing that God loves them so much and that God designed them to do great things. And I want them to believe that they're good humans. And I want them to know how capable they are of doing the right thing and that they can accomplish anything as long as they stay determined. And I want my kids to believe they can be successful in any situation. So maybe instead of telling them you can't always give up when things get hard or you'll never accomplish anything, say something like, I know it's hard. It's okay to take a break and try again later. Let's see if we can solve it together. You're capable of achieving anything you put your mind to. Encourage them by reminding them that they are smart and capable and that you're there to help them through it. Instead of saying, you never listen, perhaps you can say, I can see you're having a tough moment. <laughs> I know it's hard sometimes to do the right thing. You're a good kid who knows how to make the right choice. Be there for them, providing them with the positive self-talk they need to make it through that situation. And sometimes, quite honestly, they might throw back in your face telling you that they aren't good kids. I've experienced that. I experienced that today. And they don't have kind hands or kind hearts. And as much as it hurts to hear that, it's still necessary and helpful to provide them with the thought of I know you're feeling upset that xyz happened it was a mistake but you're still a really good kid let's find a way to move past it together again we need to be there for them encourage them even when they don't believe it themselves and if they're feeling up to it even have them identify like three ways that they did something good today help them find and see the good in themselves and focus on that we have to stop ourselves in the moment from saying those overgeneralizing comments because that's what they start to believe. And the more they start to believe it, imagine this, the less likely they are to listen or be a good kid or clean up after you tell them to and control their emotions when they just melt down all the time. We have to stop comparing them to other kids as well by saying, well, Johnny always listens. Why can't you? Because your kid's not Johnny. Don't even bring Johnny into this. Focus on what your little one is achieving and how to help him feel successful. When you compare your little one to Johnny, can you see how that might be a reason for your child to now not like Johnny because he's so perfect and your little one isn't? Even saying, Johnny is cleaning up his toys. Why can't you? That puts Johnny on a pedestal and it puts your little one down and we need to stop cultivating a mindset of comparisonitis in our kids 
at such a young age. I mean, it's not fun as an adult. So why do we want to do that to our kids? And I know it's easy because you think that it's going to light the fire under them and see, oh, well, Johnny's doing it. He's doing the right thing. So I want to do the right thing too. No, that's not the case. It's the case of, well, Johnny's doing it. Either Johnny's going to keep cleaning up everything and I don't have to do anything or great for Johnny. That's good for Johnny. I'm not being successful at that. He is. I'm not. So I'm not going to do anything. I mean, that's what we're feeding to our kids, those mindsets. And that's what they start to believe. So instead of saying those generalizing comments that they don't ever do anything or they don't do anything like Johnny, instead, let's fill their minds with words like, you're a good kid. Mistakes happen. What can we learn from it? You're a good listener. You have a kind heart. You can achieve anything when you try. I can tell you just love me so much because you just want to be in my arms all the time, right? Like, find a way to turn it into something positive. You like to lead others. Let's find a way to do it kindly. You're choosing to not listen right now, but I know you can make the right choice. I see you choosing unkind hands, but I know you have a kind heart. Let's show it. You are an amazing human being and I love you so much. And remember, you have to fill them with these words as often as you can and not just in those moments. You need to be there for them during those negative moments, but you also need to make the words count outside of those frustrating moments as well. You know, just like we talked about in episode 32, our little ones have emotional bank accounts and those negative moments are already withdrawing from their accounts. So let's not deplete the account even more by telling them that they are bad at what you're asking them to do. Use those moments to build them up and deposit into their account. So that way it's not as much of a hit and they can learn to keep their accounts full even when they make a mistake. Remind them of those positive moments when they're not making the best choice and that will boost their self-talk and their self-confidence, which don't we all want that for our kids? I think so. So this week, let's focus on rephrasing our comments and remember that those moments are just moments, even if they're repetitive ones that you notice over and over and over again, you have to help them overcome it and learn how to move past those moments. And you have to keep being intentional and not give up and they will learn, I promise. But those moments don't define our kids and we need to remind them of how capable and amazing they are. Let's watch and see how that boosts their self-esteem and your relationship with your little ones. I know it'll have a positive lasting impact on your little ones if you just choose to see the situation in a different light and focus on the positive that they bring to the situation and the world around them as opposed to just focusing on the negative comments all the time. So with that being said, that's all from me. I appreciate you listening and I would love it so much if you enjoyed this episode. If you would leave a review for me, that would be so great and I would be so humbled. But it was good chatting with you and I will see you next time. Goodbye. Real quick before you go, if today's episode made you laugh, learn, or love your littles a little more, please head on over to iTunes, subscribe, and leave a written review for the Generation on a Mission podcast. If you're needing simple ideas to boost learning for your kiddo, be sure to follow me on Instagram at Michelle Shaw, S-C-H-A-U-F, or join our Facebook page at Generation on a Mission. See you next time.